Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, and Alvin Brooks the Third, now joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. I assume this is his favorite local show. Uh, <laughs> I like to I like to tell myself that. And uh, Coach Brooks, this is uh, this is be it's going to be fun. I got good news earlier on a couple fronts. One was this thing's going to be a sellout. Another, there's a at least one report floating out there that. Um, uh, Jonathan Chamachachua is ready to return. Now, you can either choose to confirm, deny, or not touch that one. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get you in trouble. But now, if you, I do want you to be the one to get to break the news to us because that is that would be extremely happy and great news to uh, to Bears fans if this is coming to fruition. Well, you know. Um, first of all, I'm really excited that this is a sellout. Um, I think that's huge for our guys. Our guys definitely feed off of their crowd, off the family crowd. And so I think that's a, extremely proud of that. And then as far as John, you know, John, is, he's done warm-ups. He's worked out in warm-ups the past couple games. And, you know, he's starting to get involved and practice a little bit more. And, you know, we're expecting it, you know, when it comes, who knows? But you know, I can't I can't say it'll be tomorrow, but before the season is over with, you know, hopefully he's playing for us, but you just never know. So I think, you know, time to tell. Boy, that was very diplomatic. Can't say it will be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready for your close ups. Yeah, I'll just tell you, time would definitely tell. Okay. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I'm not going to jump out there then with any kind of reports. I'm just going to, you know, time will tell <laughs> with Joshua. And if he shows up tomorrow, that's fine. I'll, you and I'll just give each other a knowing smile if that yeah. um, if yeah. that if that happens. Right. Um, what? Tell me a little bit though. Like, coach keeps bragging on him and pr- about practice, and then obviously getting to see him warm up the. The dunks, I mean, it looks really impressive. I went from a couple weeks ago thinking, well, there's no way a guy with drop foot can put a device in and truly be impactful or effective to then hearing about it and then watching these dunks, and now I have a different feeling about this. Uh, I would imagine knowing him and being around him as much as you are, has it been pretty awesome to kind of see him continue to take all these steps and and return to at least where he can uh, he can be in practice oh man it's a it's a miracle to be honest and you know i think we've had a couple of different miracles happen since i've been blessed to be a part of the program and this is definitely one another one um just to know what happened um you know feel like not too long ago and to see his progress and to see where he started to where he is now is unbelievable. Um, and I think if you just told somebody that didn't know the situation, like what happened to him, they would be shocked because I mean, he's just, I mean, God blessed him with a heart that's bigger than most people and his tremendous hard work. I mean, it's hard to bet against him in anything in your life. Boy, I like that heart that's bigger than most uh, people, and uh, it is. And you know, that's the cool thing is a lot of times when people are injured, they can't really be a leader on the team if you're not on the court. And yet, from an emotional leadership standpoint, 
his, how has he done as far as like staying engaged with his teammates, the support he brings on the sideline? And, of course, there's another player who rarely gets on the court, but I see him over there, uh, Coach Brooks. You know, and he's, he's, I mean, it's like he's the leader of the bench mob over there. He's kind of the, you know, Theo yeah, Pinson for the Mavs. Who is that I'm talking yeah. about? That guy really gets into it over there. Jake. Jake Youngkin, I mean, he's doing a great job. Um, Jake is unbelievable with his energy. And, you know, that's something that we've kind of we've, – we've been blessed to have great benches in the past. And, you know, I think early on in the year we were kind of searching for our bench identity. And Jake has kind of took it upon himself to be the leader of the bench. And so that's that's one huge advantage that we have for us. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun, and every once in a while he'll kind of like signal a first down or something. Tweedy kind of enjoys that. <laughs> Tweedy obviously is getting into yeah. it over there. Um, and him, it's him been and uh... actually they they practice <laughs> him and Tweedy practice, and they have like a you know how coaches have play cards. Yeah, they have like a a call sheet of all the different celebrations that they're going to do it during the game. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely. <laughs> It's definitely fun. We actually have a camera just on a bench, and we we constantly show them the next day to show kind of what they decided they were going to do that day. Mm, the next day, show them their energy and what they're bringing. I like that. Boy, you better yes, stay sir. engaged over there. If even if you're not playing, you better you better be involved. Uh, talking to uh, Alvin Brooks the third, the uh, co-associate head coach for the Bears, and. Uh, this is going to be – it'll be fun. A sellout. Uh, that, that crowd against Kansas was great. What was your biggest takeaway coming off that Texas game? I mean, the silver lining is you didn't shoot the ball well and you still had a chance at the end. Um, you, you kind of scrapped around and, and dug your way back in there at the end of the game. So it's kind of good news, bad news. There are times the shots aren't going to fall and you've got to find other ways. What was the, what was the biggest positive you can take away – from that uh, loss in Austin? I think the biggest positive, like you said, we we didn't shoot the ball as well as we have. And for it to be a one to two possession game at the end, um, one possession game really at the end, and us have an opportunity to still win the game, I mean, that's a positive. And so that shows that, you know, Texas is a, a really good team. And, you know, I don't think people talk about it enough, but, you know, Texas have six guys on a team that have played in 95 or more Division One games. And so that's a lot of experience that they have. And for, you know, not have Langston and still able to compete at that level um, and not playing our best game, um, that was definitely something that we can improve on. And, you know, we had a chance to watch the film and see what we can correct. And, you know, hopefully we'll correct some of those things tomorrow. What do you think about Langston? Are you going to give me another one of those answers? Do you think Langston uh, <laughs> could uh, could return yeah. to the lineup tomorrow? Game time decision. <laughs> Game time decision. <laughs> okay. Uh, obviously, I, I honestly do not know. Um, you know, a lot of it depends mm-hmm. on, you know, what he can do on warm-ups. And so it kind of was the same with Texas. A lot of it, what, you know, what he can do on warm-ups. And you know, after warm-ups, you know, decision was made. And so I think it'll be the same tomorrow. All right, and then what about Texas Tech? Um, what have y'all seen from them? They they had a long road in the wilderness there. 
uh, lost like as their first eight conference games, but now they they won at LSU. They had an unbelievable comeback in that game the other night uh, to take down Iowa State. I mean, what um, what have you seen that's a little different from them? And of course, I'm sure they've had some close games this year. But what has allowed them to 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 finally string a couple of wins together? Um, I think the the one key thing is that. You know, they have two guys that are hurt um, that they normally depend on and, you know, Fardar and Isaacs. And when you have two guys down, you know, a lot of good teams band together even closer. And I think they, they've they done that the past two games. And Kevin O'Banner, I mean, he's a guy that has a lot of experience and he's averaging 23-9 in their two wins and shooting 42 from three. And so... Uh, actually, 55 from three. And so they're playing at a high level with O'Banner, and then Davion Harmon is playing at a high level. And they're attacking the basket a lot more. And I think they're playing small ball a lot more because Fardell is hurt. And when you put O'Banner at the five, that kind of put Jalen Tyson at the four, and now you basically have O'Banner at the five, who's a knockdown shooter with four guards, and they're a little harder to guard than they were with they were playing kind of multiple bigs. Now they're playing one big and four guards. So it's kind of a different team. Do you get a kick out of seeing Jerome when he when he jumps up in the stands and, and he uh, <laughs> grabs the mic? <laughs> you Having been so close to him uh, all these years at, at Baylor and you even knew him when you were at K-State. I mean, you all crossed paths for years. Yeah. What what you, I'm sure you root for them when they're not playing y'all, obviously. But what's that, what's that been like? Kind of watching how how his season's gone. It's been unbelievable to watch. Um, it's you know he's he's like a big brother, uh, uncle, uh, mentor, one of my mentors, and so to see him have the success that he's having, um, is, it brings a lot of joy to my heart, to be honest. And you know, I told him. I called him after, you know, he stood up on the, the chair and stood up on the scores table. And I said, hey, coach, you, you need to stop doing that. You you, 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 you kind of you scare me over here. And, he, you know, Coach Tang, he's always full of confidence. And he said, hey, bro, I'm athletic. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm athletic. <laughs> so he's going to – Coach Tang is going to be Coach Tang. He's going to stand on the scores table. He's going to go in the crowd. He's going to dance. That's, he just has a, a huge personality. And so – that that part I'm not surprised of, but, you know, and the coaching part, you know, he's always been a great coach. And I think, you know, being allowed to be a part of Coach Drew's staff, Coach Drew allow you to do a lot to become a head coach. And I think that prepared Coach Tang because he was a head coach before he even became a head coach at K-State. Yeah, he uh, he certainly was, and boy, y'all had such great chemistry, all of you guys. Yeah, big. Why don't we call him Uncle? That'll make him feel older, all right? Uh, rather than Big Brother, <laughs> let's leave that at Uncle. I like that. And uh, <laughs> talking to Alvin Brooks the Third on the Matt Mosley Show, the uh, co-associate head coach for the Baylor Bears, along with John Jacobs. Um, is this about as deep? as the Big 12 has been in terms of having like, man, like five or six really good teams that are all capable of winning 
as you even going back to your days at Kansas State, is this about as good as it's been at the top in that first five or six teams in the conference in your mind? 100%. Um, I've been blessed to be a part of the Big 12 for two years now. And it's, Big 12 has never been like this. I know, you know, it might, you know, every year we say it may be a down year and it still end up being the number one and number two league in the country. But this year is just ridiculous. I mean, we have really all 10 teams. I mean, if you look at the Big 12 SEC challenge, I'm not sure that it's ever been seven to three. And so that kind of shows you the depth of the Big 12. All right, where are you on fouling up three at the end of games? Are you? Uh, I know where I know where J- Coach Jacob stands. I think I know where Scott stands on that. Y'all chose to go ahead and do it. Bill Self hates doing it. Um, it it does come up from time to time. Are you kind of? Do you go back and forth a little bit, or do you feel a conviction one way or the other? No, I'm. I don't go back and forth. <laughs> I mean, I do go back and forth, but. I'm normally afraid to foul up three. Um, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, play great defense and get a stop. But that's just my ego, to be honest. But <laughs> um, obviously, if it's an opportunity to foul and I feel like, you know, the time is in our favor, then we would definitely foul. But uh, I'm definitely – I go back and forth. I'm, I'm not one way or another. Yeah, well, it's uh, what would you what would you do? No, I foul, and Jake is I know is like me. I mean, I'm I'm just not even worried about it. I I foul. I I, I get what you're worried about, <laughs> and you you kind of have to think about the timing. You know, uh, Fran was talking about that during the broadcast the other day. He's like, uh, okay, under maybe eight seconds, yeah, uh, over eight seconds, maybe you don't. You know, there's just some there's some timing factors when to do it and all that kind of stuff. But I, I'm always for executing the foul, but I get the reason some coaches are leery of it. You know, I, I just, man, I don't want them to go down there and hit that three. And, uh, but I, I totally, I thought Arkansas Arkansas had a great play at the end of the game when we fouled them up three. And I mean, they, they had a wide open shot in the corner. Um, I'm guessing it was a play. It looked like a play. And so, after seeing that, it made me even more nervous to follow up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew the kid was going to hit it off the side of the backboard. All right, I he had not <laughs> been on the court, and I just I had no fear of. <laughs> no, I was freaked out, but I thought it was luck. I thought it was kind of luck that it went out there. I do need to go back and look because if they got that ball, they, yeah, yeah, they it, I mean, it, if they tap it that way. And wow. it's, it's an unbelievable play. I, um, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out if it's a play or not, but it looked like a play to yeah. me from the the way that they yeah. executed it. But I, and I'm just I didn't, didn't hit it. I know. I'm with you. I I did not want Musselman taking his shirt off at, at our home court. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> I can't comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I've brought that up with Scott before. If Scott's ever considered that, ripping the shirt off. Now, Scott will grab the mic, 
He likes to grab the mic, but I I don't think we're in fear of Scott like ripping off the the shirt or whatever. I wish Scott would stop. Uh, Occasionally, I catch him trying to tuck in that pullover, and I don't understand that. He's he, Scott's a Scott's a hip good. You know he understands things. He just if you ever see him try to tuck in that pullover, will you reach over there and just pull it out for me? That's just not. He does not need to be doing that. Okay. All right. Let's just keep that in mind. All right. I'm glad we're dealing with the very serious things, the very important things of the uh, of Baylor basketball. All right. Um, that is uh, Alvin Brooks the third. Alvin, I appreciate it, and uh, I uh, always fun having you on, and cannot wait to see that packed house tomorrow for Texas Tech, and Baylor can get back on another one of these winning streaks. Yes, sir. That's the plan. Thanks for having me on. I always enjoy coming on. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, you bet. There he goes, Alvin Brooks the third. He and John Jacobs do such a great job. Associate head coaches, uh, associate head coaches for men's basketball, co-associate head coaches, and uh, do a tremendous job for the Bears. And uh, we've got a few more things to share with you on the college.